You are listening to the Live Diet Free Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Avant, personal trainer, sports nutritionist, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help you lose weight for the last time without sacrificing your quality of life to do it. So pop your headphones in, go for a walk, and learn how to become the healthiest, happiest, and most confident version of yourself. Hello, welcome back to the Live Diet Free Podcast. We're talking today about something, I know I've said this before, that I keep thinking that I will at some point just run out of episode ideas and that'll be the end of this. But here we are, two plus years in, and I'm still thinking of things that when when I jot them down on a post-it in a frenzy, I'm immediately surprised that I haven't done yet. This episode is one of them. I want to talk about what to do when you start gaining weight back. And I know it's not necessarily a fun topic, but it's one that's really important because it's the experience that so many people have. And we have a lot of thoughts about it. We tell ourselves it means all sorts of different things. And I want to talk about it. So first of all, there's nothing wrong with you if you have gained back some or all of the weight that you have lost. Even if you did it in ways that felt sustainable, that you were confident were going to be for good. There are a lot of complex variables at play when it comes to maintaining a healthy weight. And maintenance is the hardest part. I used to work in corporate wellness, and this was when The Biggest Loser was kind of in its prime. And we would do this wasn't my idea, by the way, it just came in and it was something that was being done, but um, we would do an annual Biggest Loser competition. And the same employee won at least three years in a row. And I remember him telling me, I'm really good at losing weight and I'm just as good as gaining it, just as good at gaining it back. And like he, he kind of thought it was funny or at least he presented like he thought it did, uh, like he thought it was. But that's, that's the reality that so many people experience. And I just first want to tell you in so many words that there's nothing wrong with you and you will figure this out. And I know that it sucks to be in the middle of it and to have these high highs of reaching a goal and then these low lows of feeling like it's coming right back on. And probably even harder than that is if you have successfully maintained your weight loss for a good while, six months, a year, two years, five years, and now have gained it back or started to. I know that We want to reach a point where we feel like we can let our guards down and we don't need to be so vigilant. We don't need to be thinking about it so much. And I do think that's possible. But as I've said before, the work looks different than most people think. And if you are someone who is experiencing, and I want to, I guess I should kind of define or contextualize what I'm referring to here because there are a few different things. So I will try to cover all of them. Um, but it's a different experience to be losing and gaining the same five or 10 pounds than it is to be lo- losing and gaining the same 50 to 100 pounds. Um, and I think they all kind of get lumped together. So let me address those of you who are maybe maintaining in say that like 5, 10, maybe 15 pound range. And I haven't like written a script for this. I haven't even really jotted down any bullet points or anything. I'm just kind (laughs) of speaking as it comes. Um, 
So if at some point in the future I say something slightly different, um, that's just because people evolve and have new thoughts. Um, But I want to offer you something that may not be a thought that you've considered before. But is it really a problem to be maintaining in that sort of range? Because I don't know that it is. If you think about all of the demands on your time and energy, all of the things that you are trying to juggle and balance at one time, you know that at different times in your life, based on those demands, certain things have to be your top priority and other things go kind of in maintenance mode, go on the back burner. When you first become a parent or when you you know bring, bring your first kid or your second kid or your third kid or how many kids you have, whenever you have a new baby in your life, your role as a mother is number one. Your relationship takes a backseat. You hopefully get a reasonable amount of time off work. You being a mom is the number one. At other times in your life, maybe when you your kids go off to college and now it's just you and your spouse at home, Maybe your relationship moves up to number one. You realize that's kind of been on the back burner for a long time as we've prioritized our careers and our kids, and now it's our time to prioritize each other. So your relationship becomes the focal point. And yeah, your, your parenting demands are lower. You're probably better established in your career. At other times, when you are gunning for a promotion, or you have started a new business, or you're making a career change, or you're going back to school that area becomes your focus and everything else has to go into maintenance mode. Maybe you're spending less time with your kids and you don't feel great about it, but you know it's temporary. Maybe you have had to pump the brakes on, you know, the the nightly TV watching because now you're, you know, with your with your spouse because now you're studying. The reason I'm bringing up these examples is because in all areas of our lives, throughout our lives, Every, our, our demands are constantly in flux. You cannot actually, truly balance all of those things at once. You are not giving 25% of your time to your job, to your kids, to your spouse, to your health. That's just not what it's like. You only ever have 100% to give. And at different seasons, I kind of hate that term, but at different seasons of your life, those, those ratios, those percentages look different. Sometimes one is, you know, getting 80% and everything else is getting the dregs. Sometimes it is, you know, kind of more evenly split. Sometimes, you know, there's so there's a million, I'm not going to go through all the different <laughs> variables of how we can divide 100 by four, um, but you get the idea. So what I want to offer you is, is there really anything wrong with you putting, you know, kind of your, your health on maintenance mode and for you to gain five or 10 pounds when you do that? Is there anything wrong with as you recalibrate your dials and reshift your priorities and your health takes over more of that percentage, is there anything wrong with then losing five or 10 of those pounds because you're making it more of a priority? Despite the fact that, yeah, maybe you need two sizes of pants or things like that because one feels a little snug or one gets too loose. um, Does that really have to be a problem? It's something I've been thinking about recently because I've seen a lot of women on social media who talk about, you know, that that yo-yo and how frustrating it is to feel like they can't get a grip on it. Why can't I just, you know, maintain exactly where I want to be? And I was just thinking about how 
I don't know if this is a fair place to set the bar. I think it's easier for us to wrap our heads around, yeah, I'm not feeling as close to my spouse right now, but I do recognize it's because we have an infant at home and you know, there will come a time when our priorities shift and we're able to focus on each other again. So I'm not being too hard on myself about that right now. Maybe it's, I'm not you know, feeling as present with my kids right now because things are really hectic at work, but I know that this isn't going to last forever and that the work I'm putting in now is going to pay off and be worth it. And then once that happens, I'm going to adjust my dials and I'll, I'll have more to give to my kids. I think we're better at doing that in every other area than our health. So what if you just accepted health maintenance for me means anywhere in this 10, you know, 5, 10, 15-ish pound range. I think it's a skill to be able to realize, okay, you know what? I'm getting kind of towards the, towards the upper end of my comfort zone. This is my sign to make this a bigger focal point in my life right now. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's you having the systems in place to not let any area of your life slip too far from what's ideal for you and knowing that wherever you focus your attention, you are going to see progress. So maybe if this is you and if you're beating yourself up about, you know, I got to my goal of this, but now I'm hovering, you know, three pounds more, five pounds more, eight pounds more. I think the fear that the the thought that is probably causing the negative feelings for you the is boils down to fear based on the thought this is just the beginning I'm going to gain even more back. But that's a really disempowering thought because you get to control what happens. So you can just decide it's fine. Anywhere in this, you know, 10ish pound range is fine as I get up towards that that higher end of it. That's my sign to reevaluate. That's my sign to figure out how do I, how can I devote more attention to this area? It might be similar to, you know, getting a, having a conversation at work with your boss who says, hey, I notice you've been a little bit uh, disconnected recently, or, you know, the quality of your work isn't at the same level that we've come to expect from you. Is everything okay? And that's kind of like your, your warning sign of, oh, you know what? Yeah, I have been distracted. I've been thinking about this other thing. I need to dial things up at work. Maybe it's your kids saying, you know, mom, we miss you. You've been working so much and we want to spend more time with you. Maybe it's your spouse saying the same thing. They're just signs that it's time for you to pause and take a look at where you're allocating your time and energy. So remember that it is unrealistic for anything in your life to be static. You could eat the exact same thing every single day. You could do the exact same workout every single day. You could sleep the exact same number of minutes with the exact same minutes in REM sleep and all that stuff. You could act like a robot and you still would not see the same weight on the scale every day. So the fluctuations are normal. And I think it's important to pinpoint the thought that's driving the fear and remind yourself, it's not, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to gain back more because this is the, the system I've created for myself. I know that if this starts to feel snug, or if I see that in the mirror, or if I see this on the scale, or if this gets really hard, that's my sign to figure out, okay, where have I been distracted from 
you know, the basics, the big rocks, what I need to do and how I'm going to get back to that. So maybe just, you know, if you're in this category, just give yourself some more grace and let that be okay. If you need two sizes, one for when you're at the low end of your range, one for when you're at the higher end of your range, so what? Women's sizing is totally arbitrary anyway. So who cares? Why not just have a variety of clothes that make you feel good anywhere in that range? Okay, so the other sort of group that I want to speak to are those of you listening who maybe you're like, yeah, I would give anything to be fluctuating within five or 10 pounds of where I want to be, but we're talking major swings. We're talking, I've lost hundred pounds and I gained back 80 and I've done that three times. We're talking, you know, really significant shifts. And I know the situation is different. And maybe, you know, in hearing me say um, just a minute ago that, you know, you, you won't gain it all back. You, you control that. You're thinking, well, that ship has sailed and here we are. So first of all, like I said in the beginning, just reiterating, don't be too hard on yourself. It's okay that this happened and your interpretation of it shouldn't be that there's something wrong with you or that you're a failure or that you're doomed or that you just need to accept that you're always going to be overweight or that you're always going to fluctuate like this. What it indicates to me as an outsider is that you still have work to do. And that's fine. We all do. We're all works in progress and no one is ever done. If you're done learning, if you're done growing, you're, you're stagnating or you're dead. So neither of those great options. Um, so to me, it just says you have a ton of discipline and perseverance and mental fortitude that you even accomplished this goal in the first place. You likely learned a ton in the process as far as what works, what doesn't. And also, if you gave yourself the opportunity, it would be a really great way to figure out what work is left for you to do. And as you guys have heard me say dozens of times, the work very often looks different than people are expecting. So what I see, and these are, this is a, a very broad generalization just from working with clients, from being in a lot of weight loss related Facebook groups and seeing a lot of people lose weight, gain it back, be really hard on themselves, et cetera, the things they say, the things they do. I feel like a lot of times the first quote unquote successful attempt is generally something pretty drastic and restrictive. One of those kind of Octavia type plans or HCG where you're just feeling desperate to get the weight off and you're like, I don't even care. I'll figure it out when I get there, but I have to do something now. And a lot of people do see pretty rapid results from programs like that for obvious reasons. They're incredibly low in calories. So yeah, of course they're working. Um, we're not gonna get into all of the health implications and things like that. But generally, that first attempt is kind of an un uninformed one. You probably saw an old friend on social media or bumped into somebody around town who was just looking amazing. And you're like, tell me everything and sign me up right here. Um, and then you do it. You're, you're motivated. You're seeing rapid results. You, that feels good. You want to keep going. You're getting compliments. And you, know, you, you lose a significant amount of weight. When that happens, I think for a good chunk of people, sometimes it reveals other, for lack of a better term, issues. For a lot of people, excess weight has provided safety, comfort. Um, I guess this would go back to safety, but has just kind of been like, a, like armor. And sometimes without it, 
you feel very vulnerable and exposed. Sometimes you've been thinking for so long that X will be different once you've lost the weight, that you'll be happier, your spouse will be nicer to you, that you will be over this other, this, you know, this thing that happened. And then you get there and you realize you're thinner, but none of that other stuff has changed. And you don't necessarily have the coping skills to address kind of that whatever has come up, that vulnerability, that exposure. And because likely food has been an emotional comfort and things like that, it's our, you know, it's our default reaction when we're feeling uncomfortable. Food and food and drinks are very easy to turn to. We have other vices too, drinking and social media and shopping and gambling and all that stuff. Um, but generally speaking, speaking, food is always around and it's it's familiar, it's comfortable. So sometimes you you get that weight off and you realize, oh, all the things I was telling myself were gonna be different or were gonna be better when I got here aren't. And also I don't have, you know, this thing that I feel like was kind of insulating me from whatever, you know, wound I have, um, I don't have it anymore. So that kind of all can combine to turning to the thing that has made you comfortable before and kind of putting the armor back on. Um, and I'm not saying that like this is the only possibility here. This is just something that I've, that I've observed. Um, I feel like sometimes the second attempt, um, and obviously like I'm not saying everybody goes through this exact process, um, but I do think it's pretty familiar. So maybe you haven't had that first experience. Maybe you've never done anything like super drastic. Maybe the first time you've lost the weight successfully was doing it in a healthy and sustainable way, like learning about calories and macros, tracking your food, learning to strength train, walk more, kind of the big rocks. If you're enjoying this episode, I want to invite you to join us in our coaching program, Gone for Good. Gone for Good is our signature 12-week coaching program designed to help you develop the confidence, commitment, and consistency necessary to make reaching your weight loss and health goals inevitable. Our three-part framework helps you learn and master the exercise and nutrition big rocks, provides comprehensive support and accountability, and teaches you how to take compassionate ownership of your results. With both group and one-on-one -on -one options, we have a Gone for Good package to suit your needs and help you overcome every obstacle between you and the weight loss you're after. Whether you want to lose five pounds, 50 pounds, or 150 pounds, we can help you in Gone for Good. For all the info and to join, go to estherabant.com slash coaching. So that could be, that might be your first attempt, or maybe you have lost the weight, regained it, and you're like, all right, well, I know I don't want to do that thing again because that didn't, that didn't work long-term. So then maybe you take a more sustainable approach. And, you know, it works. And you feel empowered and it feels so much more pleasant than what you're doing before because now you have the freedom to eat foods that you actually enjoy you feel empowered to look at you know energy content portion sizes eat flexibly be able to kind of be a normal person who can eat with a family who can go out things like that and yet still you can arrive at that goal and have been thinking in terms of well once i get there then I don't need to think as much about this. And that, I think, is where we kind of get into the fact that making change is something we need to, or, or sustaining changes, are something that we need to always be focused on. In my review of um, How to Change by Katie Milkman, which I'm not sure if that'll be out before this episode or after, but she talks about um, how 
we have to treat change as a chronic, quote unquote, problem, not a temporary one, that most people use the tools at their disposal temporarily and then feel like I shouldn't need to anymore or, um, you know, for whatever reason, just stop using them. And that in reality, the internal obstacles to making lasting change don't just go away. We need to always be vigilant and your health needs to always be you know, near the forefront. It always needs to be a value. It needs to be one of, you know, the top few things in your life. And I think oftentimes we get really focused on the kind of the, the destination of, okay, I'm going to like very diligently do this thing until I get there and then I won't have to do it anymore. And you might not be consciously thinking and then I can just go back to what I was doing before because you likely have made some change, some new routines. You're, you're thinking differently. You're showing up differently you're starting to identify differently. But it's also like, that's when it's important to be vigilant and recognize that though I may have six months, a year, a couple of years of success under my belt, I do still have to think about all the years prior to this where I was thinking differently, where I felt like a different person, where I was making different choices and know that you have a lot of practice at doing those old behaviors and that you're still vulnerable to going back to them just because of the sheer repetition. And, um, I think that's, that's one of the most frustrating things where you just, and I, trust me, I know it's the same in, it's the same in business and in all sorts of areas where it just feels like, well, I should be beyond this. I should be better than this by now. I should be smarter. I should have figured this out. I shouldn't keep, you know, bumping into the same roadblock. Um, but I think, you know, that's just part of it is recognizing that our brains are always going to think in certain ways, they're always going to focus on certain things and that we need to kind of be aware of what we're up against, which is this isn't going to go away. There's never going to be a time where I can just not think about this. And I don't mean that like you're always going to have to be obsessively thinking about food or exercise or that it's constantly going to be at the top of your mind. But you do need to wake up with with a commitment to doing your best that day and recognizing that sometimes things in your life are going to shift. So for example, I think the pandemic was a really interesting situation for a lot of people. There, you know, some people used it as an opportunity to kind of take this clean slate and really make the most of it, make a ton of lifestyle changes, start cooking at home a lot more, getting some sort of in-home exercise equipment and really kind of using it as an opportunity to make an incredible shift to their lifestyles. Um, other people, Maybe we're already, had already done that and we're feeling really good going to the pandemic and then that kind of uprooted everything. Fresh slates can be a double-edged sword like that um, where if you are trying to start something positive, a fresh slate can be very welcome. If you're trying to maintain something you've already been doing, a fresh slate can be really disruptive. So that's something to, to reflect on too is if you have regained a significant amount of weight actually think back. It's really interesting. Now that I'm saying this out loud, I did a client spotlight with someone who's, it's already gone live. I don't think we talked about it during the episode. I think it was before, um, but she was saying that she wrote down her life events and her weight as they were happening. And she was just really aware of the correlation between, oh, this major thing happened and I gained weight here. This major thing happened and I gained weight there. And that's what happens to a lot of us is as we have these major events or transitions in our lives, whether it's becoming a mom moving away from your family for the first time, a divorce, a death, a career change, any of those things, it's very 
easy to just kind of go into, I don't know, it's like survival mode is not the way to put it, but for you to be really focused on this like obvious thing that needs your attention and for other things to sort of go to the wayside. So take notice, was there sort of a, a, a life trigger that was a turning point for me where I had been feeling really good and confident and like I was doing the things and, um, and maintaining well or getting to where I wanted to be and then did something shift, something external and out of my control that led to sort of the unraveling, especially when you are going through a transition like that where you're distracted, you're out of routine, things are different. It's very easy. That is when we're most prone to default back to the things that we've always done. And that's really good intel to know, okay, that's when I'm going to be the most vulnerable. So do I have any of those things coming up in the future? Or if they're total curveballs that, you know, you can't anticipate in, in advance, um, then how do I remind myself as that's going on, how do I remind myself that I need to be a priority as well? What would it look like for me to grieve or start over or enter this new chapter while my identity as a fit and healthy person stayed intact? And this, I know this is not like easy work. This is not you like hearing that question and being like, oh, here's how. This is the type of thing that actually needs introspection and needs you to sit down likely with a journal or maybe a therapist and actually kind of unpack, well, what, what do I think? How does this apply to me? What's coming up for me here? But recognizing that as obstacles shift and as things in your life change, you need new strategies. So it could well be that the things that have been helping you maintain or the things that did help you maintain before you gain the weight back, now you need to shift because your life is different. So again, to use the pandemic as an example, think about if you had lost a bunch of weight, 50 to 100 pounds, and you'd been maintaining it for a couple of years. And a big part of that was that you found a gym that you loved that was on the way to work. And you would go to the 6 a.m. class every morning and you had your friends there. It was the same crew in in your classes, you looked forward to seeing each other, you checked in on each other. If you know somebody didn't show up for a couple days, you would shower there, go straight to work. It just started your day off and you were in a great routine. And you didn't really need to think about it because I gotta go to work. That means I go to the gym first, I see my friends, done, done, done. Then all of a sudden, the world shuts down. You can't go to your gym anymore. You're not going to work anymore. Everything, the, the framework that you had built your maintenance lifestyle around has now completely crumbled underneath you. That is a very big deal that you couldn't have anticipated and that really had nothing to do with you. So if that or other situations like it, I know a worldwide pandemic is a, an outlier as far as disruptions to life go, but just generally speaking, like if, if you're in a routine and it gets disrupted, of course, you get kind of thrown for a loop. And thinking in those terms going forward is going to be really helpful for you to now anticipate, okay, I just got pregnant, so I know last time the postpartum or going back to work or whatever phase transition was tough for me. What specifically was tough and what do I want to do differently now? What help can I enlist to make that a little bit smoother? If I know that a big part of my success is my gym community, and I know that once we, you know, PCS this year, if you're in the military, you know what that means. Um, once we move this year, I'm not going to have that gym anymore. 
what am I going to do in the meantime to maintain some sort of exercise routine? And how do I find my new gym family as soon as possible once we get to where we're going to start to reestablish some roots that will help me? Maybe you are a Peloton user and your community is the online community, but you know that you're about to be traveling for the summer or you're doing college tours with your kids and you're just not going to have your bike. You're not going to be able to ride with your friends. Um, You don't know if they're going to be available at the hotels you're staying in. So you're not going to have that support system. You're not going to have that accountability. What are you going to do? Will you commit to continuing to post in those groups or with your accountability partners and take classes on the app? Will you drop into spin studios as you travel the world or the country? Just starting to anticipate those things. Anyway, I've gotten a little bit weeded here. Point being, anytime you have gained a bunch of weight back, it's an opportunity for you to do some reflecting on what led to this. If it was external circumstances that I just didn't know to handle differently, that's good to know because those are going to continue to happen. So that's a learning experience. What needs to change there? If it was, you know, maybe nothing has changed, but you just kind of got lax on I started to feel a little bit overly confident. I was, um, I was down a hundred pounds. I'd maintained it for a, you know six solid months, and it just started to um, go on the back burner. I started to get a little complacent because I no longer you know really want the scale to move. That's not the the goal anymore. So little by little, just kind of reverted back to some old habits. I wasn't staying on top of it. Maybe I didn't set additional goals. Maybe kind of once I got to the the number I wanted to see on the scale, maybe instead of then turning towards a performance goal or an event or something else to keep me focused, maybe I just kind of breathed a sigh of relief and felt like I'd worked so hard I should take a break. Whatever it is, this is just a sign to you that there's more work to be done. I know it's frustrating to have to for that to be revealed in this way that you're like, couldn't I, couldn't I learn that before I gained it all back? But it is what it is. At this point, you are where you are and beating yourself up about it, fighting yourself, trying to, um, you know, trying to go back. Like that's, that's futile. You can't. All you can do is figure out what the lesson is for you. Everybody has setbacks and they very mostly have lessons in there and can become learning experiences. So decide to stop being so hard on yourself. Notice, you know, do the brain dump of what are the negative thoughts that I'm telling myself and how do I stop their recurrence? How do I at least get to neutral? Um, and then do some, do some work on figuring out what, 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 what is the remaining work for me? And it could be that it's related to your support system. It could be that the changes you have made, the growth that you had to go through in order to reach that goal initially, created a divide between you and the people that you live with, your family, your, your loved ones. Maybe it highlighted the lack of change in other people and they feel more comfortable trying to bring you down than to raise up with you. It may bring up some uncomfortable, deep stuff where you need to figure out, what do I want to do about this? Am I willing to allow these people or this thing to keep me stuck here? Am I going to do it again without them? And if so, how am I going to make this time different? Do I need to make some changes to the people I allow to be close to me in my life? What 
do I want to learn from this? And then ultimately remember that the only way to fail is if you stop trying. It doesn't matter how many times you need to lose the weight. You will figure out how to maintain as long as you continue trying. And I want to recognize how many external variables there are that make maintaining a healthy weight really difficult. We live in a very food-centric time in the world, in society. It has never been easier to get really delicious, hyper-palatable, cheap food. We can have literally whatever we want delivered to us by just moving our few fingers in, in a matter of minutes. In addition, as our society gets more and more tech-centric and our jobs are more sedentary, our socialization is not only sedentary, but also revolving around food and drinks, just the framework of modern society makes it hard to maintain a healthy weight. And this, again, goes back to the vigilance that you need to treat change like a chronic, quote-unquote, problem rather than a short-term, you know, one-time fix sort of thing. So maybe the work for you is figuring out, yeah, you know what? My lifestyle is, is sedentary. My socialization revolves around food and drinks. I might need to make some deeper lifestyle changes than I realized. Maybe, realized. maybe I made them initially when I was losing the weight, but I fell back into them because that's just the status quo and it's easy. Um, so maybe it's a matter of figuring out, do I need to start meeting new friends who are more active? Do I want to encourage my current friends to do more active things with me? Do I want to consider or reconsider my relationship with alcohol? Do I want to basically like conform to the status quo that, what, that, that most people are doing? Because most people are overweight and unhealthy. So the, the norm is not what we're shooting for here. And I know that that's really uncomfortable. And the pull to center is very, very compelling. We don't even notice the, the intensity of it because we're just surrounded by it. It's just the things that are normal are largely incompatible with reaching and staying at our goals. So sometimes it's a matter of deciding, am I willing to live a lifestyle that other people might think is weird, that might put a spotlight on me that might um, make me stand out or separate and distance me from other people? Am I willing to do those things for the, you know, the satisfaction, the health, the confidence, the happiness of staying at this goal? Um, so this is, to say it again, this is the work. This is the deep work. And I don't want you to be too hard on yourselves if you're finding yourself in this position again. At the end of the day, the options are pretty straightforward. You can decide, I don't want to try again. I'm just going to accept this is where I am. This is where I'm going to be. And it is what it is. And that's fine. If you don't want to lose weight again, that's fine. It's your body. It's your life. You don't have to. But if you hear that and you're like, no, that's not me. I don't want to accept this. I don't want this to be you know, the, the last chapter for me. Then, okay, 
you have control over that too. You get to decide, well, I would rather have just stayed where I was before, but I'm not there now. So what do I have to do? I got to get back to work. And what lessons am I taking with me from this time that will help me be even more successful? I may know the, the tactical I need to get back into my strength training and my walking. I know I need to get back to tracking my food, getting in my protein, drinking my water, reducing my alcohol, things like that. But what else is there? What, are, what were the missing pieces in your lifestyle, in your mindset that need more attention this time in order to increase your odds of successfully maintaining? Hopefully this gives you some, some food for thought. Hopefully it helps you feel less alone if this is something that you have experienced and I appreciate you tuning in. I'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Live Diet Free Podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to them all, I appreciate you being here. One way you can help this podcast succeed is to subscribe, rate, and review it. If you don't mind doing those things, I would love to thank you with a copy of our weekend survival guide designed to help you have weekends you enjoy that don't set you back from reaching your goals. Just send a screenshot of your review to admin at estheravant.com and we'll send it over. And don't forget to check out estheravant.com slash coaching for all the info about our Gone for Good coaching program designed to help you develop the confidence, commitment, and consistency necessary to make reaching your health and weight loss goals inevitable. Our three-part framework helps you learn and master the exercise and nutrition big rocks, provides comprehensive support and accountability, and teaches you how to take compassionate ownership of your results. With both group and one-on-one options, we have a Gone for Good package to suit your needs and help you overcome every, every obstacle between you and the weight loss you're after.